0: Small business news, advice, and education. This is Startup BizCast. Welcome, everyone. This is Startup BizCast number 71. I'm your host, as always, Steve Mullen, President of Endgame Public Relations. Startup BizCast is produced by BizPods, the corporate podcast production service from Endgame Public Relations. For more information, please visit endgamepr.com forward slash podcasts. This episode of Startup BizCast is sponsored by go to My PC. It's a great tool for small business owners, particularly those who travel or telecommute. It allows you to see your computer desktop from any other computer in the world. Anything you can do on your work computer, you can do from a remote computer. It's great. Listeners of Startup BizCast can get a free 30-day trial by going to go gotomypc.com slash techpodcasts. You can find that link in the show notes for this episode. Now, with the economy the way it is, you might be searching around for new clients. One group that always has money and isn't likely to go out of business is the government. My guest this week is the president of Gov, a website that helps entrepreneurs get contracts with federal, state, and local governments in the U.S., That's coming up in just a minute or two. Now, there's no Bizcast brief this week. I'm skipping it because most of the news this week is related to the U.S. elections, which will, of course, be over by the time this episode is published. That segment will return next week. I did want to take this time, if you'll indulge me, to tell you about a new podcast from BizPods, my podcast production service. I've just launched a new show for the Richmond Association of Realtors. That's Richmond, Virginia, where I'm located. This show is called Trezcast. Trez is short for the real estate school. It's the educational service offered by RAR. Now, whether you're a Richmond, Virginia real estate agent or you're located elsewhere or if you're not a real estate agent at all but you're interested in learning, you really should check out this show. Episodes are audio versions of seminars offered by Trez, and these seminars usually cost money. Listening for free, of course, is better than paying, right? Now, I put a link to the show's RSS feed in the show notes for this episode. You can also find it at feeds.feedburner.com slash trezcast. Time now for this week's Startup BizCast Small Business Advice Segment. If you ever looked into working with the U.S. government, you know it can certainly be confusing to get started. The RFPs alone tend to look like phone books. But the good news is that the contracts tend to be large and the government's not likely to go out of business. And it's certainly possible for small businesses to gain government contracts. Joining us now to walk through the process is Gloria Bertold Larkin. She's the president of TargetGov, a website that works with small businesses to help them get government contracts. She's also written a book on the subject. Gloria, thanks so much for joining us this week on Startup BizCast.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Now, first off, tell us about yourself and TargetGov.
1: Well, I am president of TargetGov, and what we do is help people win government contracts, whether that's at the federal, state, city, or county level.
0: Now, you also wrote a book about how to become a government contractor. Can you tell us about that?
1: Sure. It's The title of it is The Veterans Business Guide, How to build a successful government contracting business. And the reason I focused on veterans is because we have so many veterans entering the business market now since the federal government has created a special program for veterans. And I wanted to give them a one-stop shop to help them start their business and focus it on government contracting. So we guide the readers through the entire process of starting your business, setting it up as a government contractor, and then identifying how to pursue those business opportunities with the federal government, too. Because some people can be very confused by it.
0: Oh, I I know. It can be very confusing. I've been through it a little bit myself. Now, um, obviously, there are different types of small businesses, uh, from the sole proprietor all the way up to the companies that are really only small in terms of classification. Uh, For the sake of this discussion, let's talk about businesses that have maybe up to 10 employees. Can these companies really compete for government contracts with, say, the federal government?
1: We've helped companies as small as one person through 10 compete successfully for government contracts, and that's an excellent question because a lot of people think that they need to be a big company in order to be out there butting heads up with the large mega companies like Northrop Grumman, but the federal government and state and local governments have taken steps to make it easier, not easy, but easier for companies of any size, and especially small companies, to open up doors to doing business with them. But it is complicated. It's kind of like the maze, you know, that you see animals run through, where you have to follow the right steps in order to be successful in this environment.
0: Now, I know I'm in Virginia, and and here in Virginia we actually have an online system uh, where they list all uh, government requests for bids, requests for uh, the RFPs, requests for proposals. Is that something that's uh, done in most states?
1: Yes, it is, but not all do it as well as Virginia does. And hopefully in the coming years, each one will get much better at it. But we're in a transition period from where states and local entities like counties or city governments used to have a physical bid board where someone would have to walk in a building and look at the board that's up on a wall in order to see what opportunities are available. But thank goodness computers can be used for something beneficial in this regard, and Virginia and Maryland, California, and a few other states nationwide have really stepped up and made those opportunities easy to find directly online, on the Internet. And the federal government does the same thing. So you can find opportunities for free. You don't have to pay anybody for this.
0: Now, uh, say you, you you have found something that you want to bid for, that you want to re- submit a proposal for. How do you get started?
1: Well, you know, that is actually not the best way to get started, even though it, it will tweak your interest, I'm sure. But it's good to look and make sure that the government buys what you're selling, first of all. So if you find a bid opportunity for the federal government, that website is fed, F-E-D-B-I-Z-O-P-P-S dot gov. That's fedbizops dot gov. It's a free website run by the federal government and if you go on that website and you locate an opportunity for something that you're selling, whether it's a service or a product, the good news is you know the government's buying it. The bad news is you're wasting your time if you bid on that specific opportunity because they don't know who you are yet. The real challenge is building a relationship with the decision makers. It's just like trying to sell a product or service in the commercial market or even in the consumer market. People usually buy from people they know. So in the government, your challenge is to find the people who are buying what you're selling and start building a relationship with them so that when they're making that decision to buy in the future, they're already going to know you your company, and they're going to feel comfortable in hiring you to do the work.
0: Now, that's interesting. I guess you could say I'm a little naive. I, I had thought that, you know, you submit the bid if you have the, the best bid and, and, you know, you can check references and such that you'd get the bid. You actually have to do marketing for this?
1: Yes, you do. You have to build that relationship. And you're, that's a good thing to bring up because most people make the mistake that you just mentioned. They'll see an opportunity and they'll think, boy, this is perfect for me. I'm going to submit a bid and I'm going to be low price and I'm going to win that bid, but the government, believe it or not, doesn't buy because of low price anymore. They buy because of what the term is, best value. And best value means a lot of different things, but essentially it's a combination of a number of factors. Uh, price is one of them, but it doesn't have to be the lowest price. It's stability is usually a factor, financial stability especially, as well as competency. Make sure that you've already done done what you say you can do and that you can perform the job that they want to have done. So there's a combination of factors that goes into them deciding on what vendor they're going to choose. But even a small company can be very, very successful in this environment. We just helped a company of four gentlemen who just started out win a multimillion-dollar contract. So it can be done.
0: And I think we'd all like to have one of those.
1: (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yeah, we Yes, sir.
0: What uh, What are the steps, I mean, as far as the marketing portion of this, what are the steps you should take?
1: The first step is to register yourself as a government contractor. And you can do this at no charge on a government website. And the address is uh, www.ccr, those three letters, ccr.gov. Once you register on CCR.gov, you will be uh, a federal contractor or you will be registered as a federal contractor. You won't have any contracts yet. But every person and entity who wants to do business with the federal government must register there. That is your first step. And they'll give you specific directions on the information you'll need in order to become registered. And one of the things that you have to be a legitimate business. If you're just thinking about starting a business You can take a look at CCR, but don't bother registering because they're going to ask you for your DUNS number, D-U-N-S number, and only legitimate businesses can receive a DUNS number. So if you're starting up your business and you want to plan to do government contracting, then where you go is sba.gov s w w w s b a for small business administration dot gov and they 'll have a government contractors Page that will guide you through the entire process from beginning to end on what you need to know about becoming a government contractor. So as a startup business, this will give you the insight how you need to set your business up and what you need to do to become familiar with the requirements of being a government contractor.
0: Do you have any specific tips for actually filling out the RFPs, the requests for proposals or, or bid requests?
1: Absolutely, this is something that is really a, a critical to being a success. And the first tip is answer the questions that are asked. Very often, as entrepreneurs, we want to have the the idea, the better idea that will make things run smoother, faster, and be less expensive. However, the government kind of has blinders on. If they're asking you for a proposal for a vehicle with four wheels and a steering wheel and an engine, something that might be similar to, oh, I don't know, a Volkswagen, and you end up proposing something that's much more along the lines of a Porsche, because it's faster and it will be more exciting to drive, they're not going to buy from you because you didn't propose exactly what they asked for. So propose what they asked for, no more, no less.
0: And what's the biggest mistake you see with this whole process?
1: The the biggest mistake is not following directions. If there's one thing the government likes at all levels whether it's a city government or county state or federal government they want to know that you can follow the specific directions that they have stated and there's really no shortcuts to that so if you are frustrated with all of the paperwork that you have to fill out or you want to shortcut the entire process Just know that you're only shooting yourself in the foot if you do that. The best thing to do is follow the specific directions. If there's 10 steps that they say you need to go through, go through all 10.
0: And uh, last question, do you have any concerns about the the reported uh, problems with large companies being given contracts that were actually set aside for small businesses? Is this something that people should be concerned about?
1: Well, I tell you, yes, we should be concerned, but as individual business owners, we don't really have a lot of power to do anything about it. What I've done in this regard is I've become pretty proactive by joining an organization that is a non partisan organization, meaning anybody from any party can join, and we are intent on making sure that the procurement opportunities that are out there are legitimate opportunities and are counted legitimately this organization the acronym is w i p p .org org. And if you wanted to go and visit that website, there will even be a guideline on how to register for the government as a contractor. But this way, you, if you join an organization like WIP or another organization, a small business organization, then you have the power of numbers of other members so that when things like this happen, if a small business the government counts a contract as going to small business when in fact it went to Dell computers, say for instance. Then this organization can actually step in and have some recognition factor, so that we as small business people don't have to take our valuable time and let the government know that they're not doing a good job on recording the actual data.
0: All right. Great advice today, Gloria Berthold-Larkin with TargetGov. Thanks so much for joining us this week and offering your advice.
1: It's my pleasure. I look forward to staying in touch.
0: Gloria gave out quite a few links during that interview. I've put all of them in the show notes for this episode and on the Startup BizCast blog. You can also learn more by going to TargetGov.com. If you have feedback on this or any episode of Startup BizCast, or if you'd like to suggest a guest or a topic, please contact me. You can leave a voicemail on my new voicemail hotline number, 206-350-7905. That's 206-350-7905. You can also email me at info at startupbizcast.com or leave a comment on the blog. Also, don't forget to join the Startup BizCast group on Facebook. You can find a link on the Startup BizCast blog. That's a wrap for Episode 71 of Startup BizCast. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mullen.